Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where it has been an absolutely beautiful day with a bright blue sky and a wonderful breeze, and this morning the hot sun, and it's just been one of those perfect Costa Rican days because we are now in December, and today is December 11th in the year 2022, and December here is actually particularly beautiful and it's the beginning of really the beginning of the dry season we had you know November also but now I can say it's not raining much and you know that means I have to water the garden (laughs) mother nature's not doing it for me so yes that's where we are now and this is also now the high season in Costa Rica where there's going to be a lot of tourists and they come because it's not pouring rain when they try to go to the beach anyway we are here on the 11th of December and Uh, another week ahead and one of the final weeks of 2022. Can you believe it? I cannot. When I think back, and I was just looking back in my calendar because I was like referring to days and when Mars did things and Mercury did things and stuff. I was like, oh, that happened in August? Really? Was that that long ago? Was it? And it's all kind of smashed together, you know, in your, in your head. But there you have it. It's been a year. And, um, I want to take a moment to uh, announce that I am starting an affiliate program. So if you are a person who has seen me, been to me, and likes to refer your friends, there's a bonus in it for you. So if you refer me to someone and they actually have a session and they complete the session, I will give you 10% of the session. So this is my new affiliate program, and that's a nice little deal. So you can take that 10% and you can put it towards your next session with me, or I can I can pay you. But um, frankly, if you're someone who's referring someone, you probably want it towards your next session. But, you know, all of that gets worked out at the moment. Um, but anyway, that's that's something that I am going to start now. And I invite people to now, going forward, uh, refer people. And if that person, you know, people refer people all the time and then I don't hear from them. So I can give them, give, give them their session. They have their session and then you can receive from their session as well. So there's something in it for you if you refer people. Yay. So this is something I was working out with my mentor the other day. Um, and I think it sounds great. And so as we move forward into the week, we have Venus in Capricorn. So Venus just went into Capricorn the other day and she joins Mercury there. And we are starting to get closer to what is Capricorn season, which will start not this week, but the week after. And Venus and Mercury are inner planets, as we know. And it's interesting because we now have a lot of Earth in the sky. Remember I was saying, well, there's not a lot of fire in the sky. We don't have a lot of fire. And all that fire came whipping everything up. And yeah, it did. And it was good because we need fire to get us motivated and all. But now Capricorn offers us some stability. Now you would think with Pluto and Uranus, both in earth signs that we would have a real amount of stability going on every day. But you know, it's different. It's different because they're outer planets. They move very slowly. Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2008. And yes, we get used to that. It's going to be a different undercurrent and collective unconscious as we have Pluto in Aquarius starting next March. 
for a while anyway, and then it'll go back into Capricorn. But, you know, that's, those are outer planets. They are longer terms of staying in the sign. They are longer, longer visits. They, and it's not like we take them for granted. We get used to that energy. Uranus has been in Taurus for a while. It's like 2018, I think, it went in. And I remember, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, Uranus is going to Taurus. And I remember announcing that I had just started my podcast around then. And it was really a something, you know, it's like, wow, Uranus is going into Taurus. That's an interesting energy. But when inner planets move, we feel them more immediately and we feel them in the everyday life. So the inner planets really rule our daily experiences. And yes, absolutely. We feel when an outer planet moves into a different sign, a different element, but the inner planets are governing our energies every day. And so when we have planets like Mercury and Venus, which are faster moving planets, moving through something like, you know, okay, they were in Sag with the sun and it was, it was very, very, um, I think intensely fiery and it's good because we didn't have that, but now I feel like we're getting some stability. And the last time we saw Mercury and Venus in an Earth sign was when they were in Virgo, which was months back, right? And for Mercury, that was really sort of in the summer and all. Well, summer where you guys are. It's summer here now. <laughs> anyway, so the the inner planets really are our everyday experience of life and our day-to-day work life and taking care of daily matters. Um, They do trigger things, obviously. But when we see them in Capricorn, we are now looking for stability. We're looking for grounded things. We're looking for the you know, the, uh, some sort of sense of authority in our life too, whether that means we're putting it on someone else and they're guiding us. Maybe we, we like a guiding authority. Some people like that, or we are being challenged to take some sort of step towards authority ourselves because that Capricorn is ruling the 10th house. It always like the natural 10th house of the Zodiac. It really does respond to authority but also it responds to ambition. So Capricorns are ambitious. Now we have three planets in Capricorn and our ambitions are coming out and we would like to. It's a funny time of year for that, right? It's like, oh, yay, I'm going to get ambitious at the end of the year just when everyone is going mad shopping. Um, I think that it really does give us a sense of needing to be in control, Needing, in, needing to be in control of like what we're spending because it's Christmas time, needing to be in control of like how we spend the holidays in the end of the year, working through these days. And Mercury is going to go retrograde on the 29th of December, which is in a few weeks and not just yet, but it will go direct on the 18th of January. And so we've got some time with Mercury and Capricorn. It's going to be there for a while. And so Mercury you know, is still the ruler of where Mars is in Gemini, which is retrograde in Gemini for a while, and going to be in a place that um, it goes direct before Mercury goes direct. So, you know, the, and then we're going to have Mars retrograde out of bounds 
ruled by a, a retrograde Mercury. So it's going to get fun in January for a few weeks. You know, it's this is going to be some interesting, maybe confusing energies, but they, they are going hand in hand, Mars and Mercury, okay? So let's stay on the ball as Mercury and Capricorn wants us to. And, you know, and it's also like year end, you know, businesses are doing their year end spending to bring down the profit so that they can not pay a lot of taxes. So we've got the tax man in mind. That's very Capricornian, right? So Venus, Venus is the love planet, the practical planet. Um, it's interesting because now, now that she's out of Sag, and anyone who's doing their Christmas shopping is probably going to do something like, oh, you know what? These are nice practical gifts for people. Or let's give them gift cards because those are always good things for people. And yes, for some people, some people really like gift cards. Um, I think that they're great. You know, I know my brother never really liked gift cards. He doesn't like gift certificates. I don't know. I don't know. But um, anyway, when we have Venus there, it's a sign of like wanting some stability in relationships, friendships, money, um, and maybe we won't all go crazy shopping this year. We're just going to buy some nice things for people that are beautiful, practical, and and very uh, maybe maybe necessary. We don't always need what we get for Christmas, and we always buy things that are you know, special for people, which is maybe what, not what they need. They need something maybe more practical. So we're, we're shopping with a practical mind right now. So three planets in Capricorn, we're looking to be more stable. We're looking to be more focused. We are looking to stay in touch with our responsibilities and not be so wild, and maybe the parties that you're going to will be very nice and practical. Like, oh, here's here's a good example. My neighbor was going to a party the other night for his, he's an architect and he was going to an office party. And he, he's Capricorn. He's a major Capricorn, actually. He's like Capricorn, Capricorn rising as a whole bunch of Capricorn because he's born in those years where there's lots of Capricorn, you know, the outer planets in Capricorn. And his mother came and she had a cummerbund that she, two cummerbunds that she made for him. So two cummerbunds and two bow ties and stuff. And he had to choose between them and we were helping him. But he went looking very elegant, very elegant. And that's a very Capricorn thing. So looking, you know, a little, a little like society, you know? So, um, it was very cute. So there you go. There's, there's that Capricorn. I'm not going to wear wild clothes. He had a Paisley cummerbund too, but he's going to wear that for another event. <laughs> um, anyway, it was, it was much more sparkly the one he wore and it looked very elegant. So there you go. Even in our fashion, which is Venus, we are choosing the more elegant, the more structured, the more, uh, you know, the more, uh, sedate a little bit, even though it was sparkly, it was still, he looked very classic and very classy. So that's, that's very Capricorn. And so we still have, uh, the sun in Sag and it's, uh, about not even 20 degrees yet. So we still have like another 10 degrees to go where it, which is about another 10 days of the sun in Sag. And then it will go into Capricorn, you know, with the solstice. And so here we are with uh, an eye for the practical. And this week, it's interesting because um, Mercury is going to be very busy in Capricorn. It's 
obviously got something to do with the planets that are in Earth signs, such as Uranus. So Mercury and Uranus are going to meet up in a trine on Saturday the 17th, and that's a very lovely aspect. It's where we feel thoughtful, we feel stable, we feel grounded, focused, and intelligent, and we can handle matters that are, you know, deep and complicated because it's Uranus, but it's also very much we can we can make practical use of things that are um, that are heavy and and complicated. So for example, I have that aspect, so I'm going to have a recurrence. And so there's a there's a quality to it that, you know, while I have Mercury and Capricorn, you know, there's there's it's trying Uranus. So there's like that mind that works with astrology. So maybe next Saturday we're all going to understand astrology. Like the whole world's going to understand astrology. <laughs> um or more complicated matters, you know, uh but it's a very nice aspect. It's, and I mean, Mercury's just whizzing through Capricorn. I mean, it's seven degrees now and it's going to be, you know, trining Uranus at 15 by the end of the week. So it's just, that's a real, that's a real fast moving Mercury, even though it's getting ready to go uh, retrograde. And what Mercury's going to do this week, it turns around at eight. Okay. It will turn around at eight degrees. That's when it goes direct in January on the 18th. So in the next day or two, Mercury will go into its shadow. So that means that Mercury is going to try Uranus next Saturday after it's in its shadow. And then it's going to come back and try Uranus again while it's retrograde. And then again, it's going to try Uranus after it's direct. So, because Uranus is at 15 or so, and Mercury's in Capricorn, and Uranus is obviously in Taurus, as I mentioned. And so Mercury's going to come talk to Uranus in a very sweet way. And then it's going to go retrograde. And then in January, it's going to come back and talk to Uranus again. And then it's going to go forward on the 18th. And then after like a few days or so or a week or so, it'll go talk to Uranus again. And that's three times. So those of us like me are going to have a recurrence three times. But it's also something that's really good for starting a creative project, for starting something that's meaningful, for starting some uh, study that might be complicated or deep, you know, Uranus makes us go deep into our thoughts and thinking and figuring. Mercury and Uranus love to figure, figure it out, analyze it, take it apart, destructure it, put it back together again. That may be a very deep moment of thought, of study, of understanding, of comprehension, three times Mercury to Uranus. That's a good aspect. It means there's a progression of events. It means that we're going to see progress. So if you start something on Saturday the 17th, there is a chance that you're going to be thinking about that and processing it and learning something from that. Now, of course, everybody's got their head in holiday. Like, okay, how many people are we having? And who's bringing the wine? And who's bringing dessert? You know, there's a lot of that going on. But, you know, I I think my, my coach is starting a, my mentor is starting a class on Saturday the 17th. And so that's going to be good for me because I'm having a recurrence. So it's going to be some interesting stuff that she's doing. And 
I'll get to process that over the next few weeks and months and stuff. So that's a very interesting process of Mercury and Uranus. And I like that. So, hey, everybody, we've got some really good stuff coming. Okay. Now, the other thing is that the North Node is still at 12 degrees of Taurus. And that means that Mercury is going to talk to the North Node too, probably before it trines Uranus on Saturday. Maybe that'll be Thursday or Friday. And then, because my book doesn't tell me that, doesn't talk about about the notes it should but it doesn't um it's okay but we are going to experience mercury trining the north node and so and um sextiling the south node so that's really good too the only other thing that mercury is going to bring us on thursday is that it's going to square chiron and that is going to be at 12 21 a.m thursday morning eastern time which means it'll be really wednesday night for me or anyone in california or the pacific time zone um the mountain time zone so it's 12 21 a.m eastern time on thursday morning so Mercury square Chiron, that could be some brooding. That could be some reviewing. It's a good time for healing. You know, I'm always like, it's a good time for healing, right? Yeah, it's always a good time for healing and going within, right, Deb? Right. Um, so it's an interesting dynamic that we're going to have that square to Chiron and then move into the lovely trine two days later. Um, Chiron is going to get ready to go direct too. Not yet. We're going to see that at the new moon on the 23rd, but we're not, we're not there yet. So here we are the 15th on Thursday, we're going to have Mercury squaring Chiron. And that could be, I think that's a lot of things. I think if you are someone who does your self-help homework, you may notice some thought patterns or programs that you're running that you want to leave behind. And Mercury to Chiron is really something where we catch ourselves in programming. You know, why do I think that? Oh, that was, you know, my Catholic upbringing. I could say that because I was brought up Catholic, right? Um, you could say that was my such and such programming. That was whatever programming that you might catch yourself in or thoughts that are not constructive, that are counterproductive. Mercury to Chiron could bring that up. It also can bring a tear to your eye, okay? So think about that. What is it that you're processing? Maybe you're going to be processing a whole lot during that time. Or maybe you're going to penetrate and get to the root of some programming and move past it. Maybe you can connect with where it comes from and elevate your thoughts. And that's a good thing to do when a Mercury challenges Chiron. It's going to definitely allow us the place of transcending. Now, Mercury is going to be at 11 degrees that day and Chiron is going is at 11 degrees. And guess what? If I said Mercury is going back to eight, that means Mercury is going to do this three times, just like it's going to try and Uranus three times. So again, and this is a hard aspect. This isn't a lovely trine. This is a hard aspect. We've got some learning to do. And Mercury is going to square Chiron three times. So the first one is 15th, Thursday, and then the second one will occur in January. And we're not there yet. So let's just focus on what happens this Thursday. And the third one will be when Mercury goes direct. And that's going to be sometime at the end of January. 
Um, Mercury will go direct on the 18th, but the Chiron square will probably happen later in the month. And so Mercury is going to be busy in January. Mercury is busy this week. So we need to pay attention to these things because we know that these things are going to be happening for us three times. And so it's very important to pay attention. Now, the interesting thing is while Mercury is moving this way, we're moving from a square to a trine. So I think that they're connected. And I think that that means we have to look at where maybe our limited thinking squares to Chiron uh, is holding us back. And then where our broader, wider thought patterns, Uranus, and elevated thought patterns, transcendence is going to lift us out of the limited thinking. That's what I believe is going to happen for us, okay? So this is very interesting. We're, we're going to hit these two aspects three times, and it's very important to pay attention to the shift you notice between Thursday and Saturday. Where are your thinking, where's your thinking going Thursday versus where does it get opened up to on Saturday? So pay close attention, and we're going to review this. We're going to review this next week when we start to see what that looks like, right? Um, in the meantime, we did have an aspect in this past week where we had that full moon with Mars. And that was the midpoint of the Mars retrograde. So Mars, as I explained last week, will oppose the sun during its retrograde at some point, And that means half the retrograde is over. And we are now at the other side. We're going down. The, so we went up to the mountain. We're coming down the mountain. We went up. We went to the peak. That was the other day. And now we're coming down. I hope that you guys all had a breakthrough. I really do. Because I had a breakthrough. And it was a very needed breakthrough. But I really believe that it had a lot to do with that Mars retrograde shifting point, okay? And I really think that we all had some moment where it was clearly the turning point of the retrograde. Now, that doesn't mean it's direct and it's like, woohoo, yeah, no. It means that we've, we learned something during the first part of the retrograde and then we moved past the retrograde midpoint and then we're on the other side and we're like, oh, okay, now we're processing what this means. So if you are sort of assimilating, recalibrating energetically the information you received, and this is what happens. And I was talking yesterday on Instagram about energy codes. Everything is an energy code. We are energy. Life is energy. Everything's energy. And we absorb codes as we, and that could be information. That could be the presence of another person. And energy codes moves you forward when you are elevating that energy, right? So whatever you learned in the past few days may be really valuable and you're processing and assimilating that through the rest of the retrograde until we get direct and then you're going to probably apply it. I did a little survey on Instagram the other day and I noticed it was interesting um, as it was progressing. I gave people an option in my stories. Was it good? Was it very good? Was it rough? Did you have a breakthrough? Or, you know, whatever. And um, people, you know, I think I had 8% saying they had a breakthrough. And I had, you know, a good percentage, not half, but a little less than half, 
because um, there was an 8%, and then there was people who said it was very good, but then there was a, a good percentage that said it was rough. So there was something that happened there. We all got a something with this full moon, and it doesn't often happen that there's a full moon when Mars is retrograde and at that middle point of the retrograde where it opposes the sun. This time, we got a big vitamin shot of the full moon and Mars. So that was that was a big deal. That was a big deal, and I really felt that. And I think that it was important, but I think that it, it helped kick out that that Venus square Neptune for me. It really helped me move past that because I needed that energy. The Venus square Neptune was rough, and it, I think it was because the Neptune was stationing and turning direct, and so some truths came out, and, you know, it was Venus squaring it, so... Oftentimes we get truths about friends, we get truths about people, we get truths about sometimes money, sometimes we get, and there was a lot of fear. It was very interesting because you don't associate Neptune with fear, you associate Saturn with fear, and you Neptune, I felt, was really like a deception, that kind of fear, being deceived. Um and so there was some there was some rough things, at least for me anyway. And and I'm not a Venus Neptune person. I have Venus and Pisces, but I don't have, you know, a Venus Neptune square. But anybody who I imagine does have a Venus Neptune square probably felt that very strongly. And once the, the full moon came and the Mars came, it was like, yeah, I just I kicked that out and I was like transcending all of that. That doesn't mean that I had a bad time with my friends at the Christmas fair when they were telling me to trust. <laughs> that was the highlight of my weekend, and that made it oh so much better. And it made me feel better when I thought about it. It was very, it was very sweet. Um, and that was the good part of the Venus Neptune that I got to see this happy little Christmas fair, and it was it was very lovely. Um, it made me appreciate Christmas again too. So that was that was very good. Um, so then the other thing that we have now, there was the Venus square Neptune, right? And remember what I was saying that Mercury and Venus were in Sag and then with the sun and then Mercury and Venus were going to run their course and then the sun was behind them and it was going to come and do the same course that Mercury and Venus did in Sag. And one of those things was the square to Neptune. So Mercury had squared Neptune, boom, then squared Jupiter, moved on. And Venus squared Neptune, boom, squared Jupiter, moved on. They're both in Capricorn. Now the sun is coming up to that moment where it's going to square Neptune. Okay. So on Wednesday the 14th, this coming Wednesday at 12, 10 p.m. Eastern time, the sun will square Neptune. So it may ring chimes from the Venus and from the Mercury, but you know what? I don't think it's going to be the same. My instinct, my gut tells me it won't be. It's different. Um, and the reason I believe that is because Mercury went by without too much, you know, kerfuffle. And Venus went by when um, Neptune was stationing direct. And so that's already finished. By the time we get to the sun squaring Neptune, Neptune will have been direct for a week and a half. And while it's very slow to move and it's not going to move a whole lot, it's no, not shifting direction. It's not in the middle of this shift. It's not like it's, you know, we're giving birth or something again. You know, it's a, it's a different, different vibe. And I think that if we reach into spirit, if you're so inclined, um, reach into meditation, reach into spirit, reach into taking time and being quiet and just being 
which is good to do on the 14th, then just being will give you some insight. And I think that the sun square Neptune is a really good time for insight, intuition, tapping into something spiritual, tapping into peace and a place of peace and happiness. You know, you can tap into happiness when there's a sun square Neptune, but it's illumination as well. It's not just, and you know, it's not disappointment in people like it was with Venus. I don't think there's going to be quite the level of disappointment also because we learned a lesson a week and a half ago by the time, you know, it'll be a week, but a week and a half by the time we get to that square, we learned a lesson about people and expectations like I talked about last week. So the expectations are going to not be what they were. And sometimes we get fooled by Neptune to the point where we do have expectations of people, even though we know better. And then we're like, what did I do that for? Ah, what made me do that? It's the shift of Neptune. We're not really, we're not on the page that we normally are. It's, it's like a swirling dream that you're like, what did I do that for? And, you know, and it's, it's not always simple, but I think this is going to be better. I think that it will show us something. It will illuminate something. It will highlight something about us and our life and where the sun and Neptune, that Sag and Pisces belief, beliefs are. So those are, those are really important. Those are important moments, but I like what Mercury is doing. I think it's fascinating. You know, the sun doesn't retrograde, so it's going to do this once. It's not like Mercury is going to come back and do the dance several times. So once the sun is finished squaring Neptune, we move on. The sun moves through the rest of Sagittarius and then moves on, gets ready to go into Capricorn. The sun is also going to sextile Saturn tomorrow at 1.12 p.m. Eastern time, and that's a very stabilizing energy, very stabilizing. And then we move into, you know, next week. And so remember what happened at the end when Venus and Mercury were leaving Sagittarius. They squared Jupiter, which was at 29 Pisces. By the time the sun gets ready to square Jupiter, they will both be in new signs meaning that the sun will be in Capricorn and Jupiter will be in Aries because Tuesday the 20th Jupiter goes into Aries and that's not from you know that's not that's days away that's days away we're still only at the 11th but these are the last days of Jupiter in Pisces we're surrendering we're atoning we are sticking our toe in the water of belief and and jumping off the cliff when Jupiter goes into Aries, we are taking the next step forward. And it's going to feel different than when Jupiter went into Aries before, because this is it. Jupiter's going into Aries, and we are not going back to Pisces. This is it. This is the end. This is the last time that Jupiter will be in Pisces for the next 12 years. So this is the last few days of that, the last week and week and a half of that. And then Jupiter will go into Aries and stay there for a bunch of months and then go into Taurus. So, and it's not going back into Aries. So it's going to move through Aries, finish up that, and then go into Taurus. And that's next year. But remember this. So whatever you need to release, let go, surrender, and, you know, have ultimate faith, you know, 29 Pisces is the end of the Zodiac. It's where we sort of 
we do or die or we just we just let go or we just say okay I release control that's it it's like it's like my teacher always used to say it was Christ on the cross and you know it's that moment of surrender and atonement and then a new day begins with Jupiter and Aries so the Sun will square Jupiter and the sun will be in Capricorn. Jupiter will be in Aries. We're going to talk about that on next week's podcast as we get into the solstice, whatever the Capricorn solstice, whatever that is for you, whether you live north and it's the winter solstice or you live in the south where it is the summer solstice. But very important, very important. And that's about it. So we are moving through this interesting week. Please pay attention. Please, please pay attention and write to me. Write to me on Instagram. You know, I'm the golden astrologer. Uh, You can write to me, Deb, at debmcbride.com. And let me know what this Mercury situation feels like to you. What does it feel like when it squares Chiron? What does it feel like then when it trines Uranus? How does that all feel for you? Does it feel momentous? And pay attention. Journal it. See how you feel and connect with your emotions. Emotions are energy in motion. We are moving through. We are moving through some emotions this week. They may be comfortable. They may be uncomfortable, but we're moving through them. And we can watch these things happen and watch our growth because that's the idea of this. When we have an aspect happen three times, we are expected to grow through that. You're not going to repeat the same mistake you you did at the first pass of the aspect. You're like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have believed that, right? Or I shouldn't have done that. Or I shouldn't have whatever. Talk to that person again. <laughs> it's okay. We're going to observe this. And I'll be back next Sunday. And that will be the 18th, the beginning of Hanukkah. And that is going to be a moment where we can review and look at all of these aspects that happened as we move into the following week, which is very exciting. Thank you so much for listening. Blessings and gratitude to all of you. I'm on Instagram, The Golden Astrologer. My website is thegoldenastrologer.com. Don't forget, I now have an affiliate program in place. And let me know if you're interested in that. Info at thegoldenastrologer.com or deb at debmcbride.com. I thank you once again as we move into this season of light and beauty and good tidings for all. Gratitude and have a beautiful week.